Next day, John, said, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, what translated means teacher? Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first fought, found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon's son of John. You are to be called Cephas which is translated Peter, the Gospel of the Lord. Seated. Thanks, Sadia. Tell me, what were you doing yesterday at 4 p.m.? Taryn was picking up her kids. Abby. You were on the bus riding home from school. You were, Linnea was hiking up a hill for a Nordic meet. Anybody else? Do you find it peculiar that this 4 p.m. in the, or 4 o'clock in the afternoon is included in the Bible? I mean, why do we need to know that it was about 4 p.m. when those two disciples began to follow Jesus? It seems way too specific. And maybe it sounds strange because we're used to hearing the stories of how the disciples were called, and those stories include guys who are fishing, and then they drop everything, fish and all, to follow Jesus. But there's no fishing stories in the call of the disciple in John's gospel. These men decide to follow were actually disciples of John first. They could have been some of the ones who were with John in the wilderness when he was proclaiming a baptism of repentance. But we don't hear that in John's gospel either. These men simply hear John say, look, the Lamb of God, and then immediately they follow Jesus. In fact, like Jesus keeps moving ahead as they follow, as he begins his ministry, and so it's kind of like this call and response along the way. And it kind of reminds me of the soda pop commercial where everyone joins in the procession. Do you remember this one? I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Be a pepper, drink Dr. Pepper. Do you guys remember this? And everyone joins in. Kim Capel, who sings, told me that Barry Manilow wrote that jingle. It makes me love it even more. Okay. So in this gospel, this is how people begin to follow Jesus, by this simple invitation 
and then details of what it looks like in regular time. And so for this gospel, this four o'clock in the afternoon is so important. As Pastor Joel said, our theme for Epiphany is Behold. And each week we come and we truly believe that what we hear in the Bible is not a story of the past, but a story that meets us right where we are, specifically in the things that we interact with in our daily lives. And so this week, in this sense of beholding routine, we know that this kind of timing detail is so essential. And so routine we're talking about. Ah, routine. The regular patterns of life, the rhythms, the things that we go through and we work or we um, follow each and every day. And sometimes we say things like, I need to get out of my regular routine, right? And then we think that when we do this, we maybe can experience God more because we're in different situations and different schedules and different surroundings. But could it be that there is something of God in the places, people, and tasks of our normal cadence? And I think this is really a pertinent question to ask in the middle of January because I don't know about you, but this is a really hard time of the year. Things are dark and it's cold. We're inside more. We're more isolated. Where is God to be held right now in what we're experiencing and what you're regularly doing, as you noted just a minute ago, at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday? Who is there at that time? What are the things you notice What's the world doing at that time, and where is God? I wonder if this detail is included in the call of the disciples, because that's what difference it makes, that God decided to become flesh and dwells among us. Because God chooses to be here in this time and place, we can declare that God is punctuating life. And that's where God chooses to be. So time matters. And the things that we choose to be about matter. Even those things that seem really mundane. You see, just by John saying, look, the Lamb of God. Those disciples' life is changed in that moment. And they set out to find out more. And Jesus looks back and says to them, what are you looking for? And their response to Jesus, where are you staying? Or where will you be in this world? And Jesus says to them, come and see. Come and see where Jesus is dwelling and showing up and abiding in this life in the here and now. And the wonder of this story began at four o'clock in the afternoon. Saint Ignatius in the examined prayer teaches us that God is in all things. And often in the flurry of our days, we miss the places, people, and events where God shows up and comes to us. 
And so it takes intentional time, mindfulness, quiet, reflection, a conversation to look back on our day so we can find the treasures of the ordinary that are given to each of us. The promise is this, that God chooses to be that close, abiding in our dailiness, inviting us to come and see and God does this in real time. I was so grateful last week, Angela and Rich were with, with you. Pastor Joel and I were at a leadership conference in Nashville. And some of our colleagues at the conference are pastors of color. And I was really grateful and blessed to be in a small group with them. And we had a social gathering one night. And so here we are at the rooftop bar at this swanky hotel ordering a drink and so i'm standing at the bar and um, one of my colleagues leaned over and said beth you're not going to get served quickly because you're standing with two black women and i looked at her in a really doubtful way and i said i don't think so i'm 5'11 <laughs> and i am wearing heels i am gonna get served and you know what I stood there with perfect posture, as close as I could get to that bar, and I was not served right away. In fact, that bartender helped every other person at the bar, even if they came after me. And then he turned his back on me and started doing something else. I had to call him out and say, I am ready to order before he would come and serve me. And I can tell you that that was 9.45 p.m. on Tuesday, January 14th. I hold height and privilege in my body without even trying. And I can name the time that I felt that prejudice and inequity in this world. And so it was really meaningful this week on Martin Luther King Jr. Week to know that we are called not only to behold the particularities of God in the routine of our lives, but also to know that not all people can claim the same. We are called to behold God, but also to behold the places and specific times we're, we're called to stand up and create the space for all people to have routines and opportunities filled with justice and hope. I'm sure if you were born by then, you remember where you were when Dr. King was shot. He wrote in his letter from a Birmingham jail, injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. We are caught and in caught in an escapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. And that's in specific time. The particularities of Dr. King's words and his work were made known in speaking out about the daily injustice of limiting the freedom and routines of people of color. 
keeping them from being and contributing in the way God created them to be, and therefore limiting the possibility and the potential of our shared lives together. Jesus walks by one day, and John witnesses to Jesus, and from those words, people follow to see where God in flesh will go, where God will abide. And then they come to find out, like us, that God not only dwells in one place or person, but in a relationship to the whole world, making known that time, place, words, and deeds in flesh and blood matter. This is how God enters, and this is how God continues to be revealed. And you know what? We're called to do the same, to notice the name and the place and the time where God is calling us to be and to participate, to follow, to speak, and to act directly to make this love real and specific for all people. Amen.